The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Man, tired. <laughs> Ready for vacation. To quote the Mandalorian, this is the way. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, schedule, work schedules are nuts. We're all, <laughs> I think we're all dealing with it. I don't know why it seemed everything seems harder this year than last year. And last year was rougher because I was out of work for so long. Going back to work hurt, but it feels like it's hurting more now than then. Yeah. Well, with us, with me, it's um, it's as much um, since I work more in manufacturing. I'm having the same problem everybody is where you can't find it. There's like one part of everything we need is something different for each thing, but you just can't get it. Yeah. And it's weird because it's just random things. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. Where um, everything's like six, six weeks or more out before you can get it. And the customers want it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, I know. Um, check out the homepage, uh, wikiradio.net. I know I got to get it caught up. It's going to get caught up. So <laughs> bear with me. Says you. So, Oh, I may, I'm going to have some time next few days to try and get it caught up. And that's the goal is to get it caught up. Um, Says you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have goals. It's going to get caught up and y'all are going to like it. Uh, But support our affiliates, um, Heroes and Villains, um, SuperheroStuff.com. Uh, our web stores, which I'm still going through that as well. That I said I'm working on and I haven't touched it yet. Um, trying to thin out some of the merch options. That way we get something that way people aren't overwhelmed. Um, check out to our T public store. I may have some new stuff coming for it here in the near future, working on some new thoughts and ideas. Um, and hopefully my partners in crime here too may 
event, you know, every now and then throw some ideas to put up as a design for a shirt. When you come up with like a Smuggler's 3 logo for a shirt, mm. that could be fun. What do, we, what do we do for a Smuggler's 3? Well, mm, I mean, we could use three smugglers. Well, we could use the scoundrel logo. And I just plaster mm. across it like it's been spray painted. Smugglers three. Mm. Or, I don't know. I'll figure something out. we got to get some ideas somewhere. I have to think on it. So, um, also to check out, I was just on the site. Um, Bitty Boomers. Some great stuff there. Use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your purchase. Uh, use the code WeBeGeek for 10% off your purchase at, for your first purchase at Heroes and Villains. And they've got some new merch out, Star Wars merch out too now, don't they? I don't know. Right now I'm going through superhero stuff, but I can look. See, superhero stuff's got some great stuff. Uh, also too. Yeah, but. It's interesting. If you look at superhero stuff, it's awesome that they have it all there, but it's also um, it's nothing that's like exclusive. Very little of it seems like it's exclusive for them <laughs> that they make or anything. Right. Or have made for them. Yeah. Uh, I know some of the hats are the new era hats. Some of them are, are exclusive for them. Yeah. So Let's see. Um, I know they just put out the, oh, right here, G.I. Joe Hawkeye stuff, or G.I. Joe Snake Eyes stuff, not Hawkeye. Um, of course. That movie comes out, what, next week? Oh, wow, that's uh, Yeah. Uh, D&D stuff, Loki stuff, which I don't know why they're putting Loki stuff up. Um, some stuff from Greg Caputo and Stuart Immelman, and the um, Toei Spider-Man. I don't think I've seen anything... Star Wars in a while. Ooh. Oh, apparently there's an Ahsoka line. Yeah. It's all, it's like loungewear and stuff. So there's PJs and stuff. But the one t-shirt I just saw in the Mandalorian collection looks really cool. I just got to find it here. If it's still in stock. There it is. The kids coming with me is what they call it. It's a two-tone with the sleeves. It's different from the main body of the shirt. And it's basically got the visor with the um, sun coming through the T-visor showing the shadow of the Mando and the kid. Oh, very cool. You see it there? Mm, yes, I see it now. It's way down towards the bottom. Yeah. Although the Mudhorn um, hoodie's kind of cool, but it's for kids. The one they're showing here is for kids. Yeah. There's the adult one. The shirts and whatnot seems like they keep in stock. Right now, if you were looking for a Star Wars backpack from them, uh, it's either the Stormtrooper or the TIE Fighter backpack. Uh, the X-Wing the on in stock. Not on the page I'm on. It's on well. It's on clearance. That's why it's down to or it's on sale for seventy bucks. Is it in the sale page? I don't know. I I went through. Um, if you go through collections, just click Star Wars. It's one of the first things that pops up. It is under sale. Okay, because I'm under sale now. Because the Stormtrooper backpack seventy bucks as well. Uh, the X-wing backpack is sold out. Oh, okay. Yep. Lanyards. I'm always a lanyard. I'm a lanyard guy. The only lanyard they have is a Tie Fighter lanyard. Vicky's to this day, I, like a year and a half ago or so, I we got her the um, Darth Maul lanyard, and she still uses that every day at work. I have a couple. I've got the Jedi. Zoe took the lanyard, the special for the indoor commando one that we got from uh, Loot Crate. I should get a lanyard for my work. See, I don't use lanyards very much at all. But I would, I would consider the Tie Fighter one to go with my backpack. 
just to match it. I would I would also get on here and look at Zoe and go, pick a different lanyard because I want my Special Forces one back to go with my other backpack. Although I'm right now on their thing flipping through bandanas, I may, I may have to pick up a couple of bandanas. There's only like 14 for a bandana. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, we're sitting here talking about all this. It's some great stuff. Uh, bandana. I like the Warriors of Mandalore bandana. I like the Jedi Order bandana. Mm-hmm. The Rebel one's really good. Uh, the Blue Rebel one. Uh, Rebel Scum's okay. The Outfitters one. That's a three-pack, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Derek, I see you using some of these D&D ones. Mm-hmm. Um, if face masks were still a thing. Oh, these are they the- still are for a lot of people. Yeah. They had a different set of face masks, and I don't, they're not on here anymore. Unless I'm thinking someone else, which I could be. Yeah, the the one hat that you, you got was on here, right? Oh, me? Yeah. No, I got my wallet on here. That's right. And it was sold out last I saw. Yeah, I got it right before it sold out. I mean, there's some, the hats are decently priced. So, anyway. um, Yeah, I'm seeing like the Battle, Battle of Indoor or Battle Yavin hat. Like, eh, but I really dig the the indoor rebel because it almost ties in with with the hats that we got from the loot crate, which I still wear that hat off and on. If I haven't bought a, if I'm not wearing my Wookiee radio hat that I bought from our web store, yeah. So see, I still I haven't done it, but I, I still want to possibly get this um, the Jedi Master hat. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice looking hat. The um, where's Mandalore camo beanie? That would go awesome for um. For wrestling in the wintertime. So I'm match look- right up with my gear. So I'm looking at Biddy Boomer. I'm going to have to get a new Darth Vader Biddy Boomer. Because they now have one with lightsaber. And he has the red eyes. Cool. Yeah. Have to get him just to leave him in the box as part of the set. Actually, no, that one I would probably, okay. that one I would open up. The other two are, are stuck where they're at. I got my unique stormtrooper. You have your charred stormtrooper. The battle, battle damage. Get it right. Remnant. Does it still work? Yeah. Wow. That one and my um, Chewy. Those were two were on my desk. The stormtrooper and Chewy were both on my desk, and they're both still working. Did they not have, were they not? Exposed to a lot of heat. No, the um, the fire was in the back of the building. My office was all the way up in the front, so it was all smoke. Gotcha. Aren't you lucky? Mm-hmm. That I, I was. That's that's pure luck. That Darth Vader you're talking about actually has the red eyes too. Yeah, it's almost like they took the Hulk, um, the Hulk Biddy Boomer, and added a lightsaber to it. That's what it looks like. The hands are in a little bit different position. The left hand's in the same position. Right hand's slightly different. Yeah. But the Mandalorian Biddy Boomer is pretty cool as well. Yeah. And then you have a couple new uh, Grogu's. Grogu with snack and eyes closed. Although I may have to get the Stitch. Stitch would pair up great with uh, with Baby Yoda because you could pair two of these together. Yeah. Well, have they upgraded the newer ones yet so you could actually pair more than two? Because remember, mm. they were talking about they were working on those. They were working on it. Uh, I believe it's still you can only pair two together. Which, Casey, if you're listening, we need we need to hook up and talk, buddy. See about bringing you back yeah, on the show. What upgrades are there? Yeah, yeah, can't wait. So, um, speaking, of can't wait. Let's go ahead and delve into this week's episode of Bad Batch. 
See, that'd be the next set. I would love to see Biddy Boomer do a Bad Batch set of Biddy Boomers. It's probably you know what? at some point. Yeah. There's your um, introduction of more than two of them being able to pair. Do a ba- Bad Batch set of four. Yeah. And yeah. The, squad, the squad pairs they up. They can actually pair together. I would say do it this time. Do it without Crosshair. Well, yeah, that's what he said. Do, do there's just the four. Yeah, do Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, Tech, Echo, and and Wrecker. But you got to do something for Omega though, too. I mean, you don't have to have her in with it, but right. So, uh, Bad Bash. This episode is called Devil's Deal. So we're on. This one was a little strange, though, for this series because Bad Batch is only in it for about a minute and a half. I yeah. gotta be perfectly honest. This was not one of my favorite episodes. I loved the episode as a part of this series. It wasn't. It didn't quite fit because this yeah. basically was a straight up backdoor pilot to a young Hera series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the episode was. I mean, it was it was a good Hera episode, but I'm not watching Hera. I'm watching Bad Batch, and it was not a good Bad Batch episode. But now we if they're, now, running, if they're running 22 episodes a season, and you wanted a couple filler episodes, something like this wouldn't be bad as a break somewhere in there. But you're trying yeah. a 13 episode season. You got to keep it tight. We could have had another um, right. half hour worth of actual content about the Bad Batch, especially right. when we don't know mm-hmm. if we're getting another season for them. Right. But for this to to be a filler, it wasn't bad because I'm expecting we're gonna have more bad batch in in this next in this week's episode. Well, yeah, they should. They better go back to the regular format. And and I think yeah, and and I I love how this kind of alters the original story told during Rebels about what happened because there was no. What does it alter? Well, they they talk about how Hera talks about when they go when they go back to Ryloth, or the the Imperials the the Empire did this. Yeah, and all they said was we we had help getting off. There was no I don't know. It fills in the story. This fills in. Doesn't really change anything. Yeah. So now I need to go back and watch that particular episode. Yeah, I didn't realize when I, I looked through these galleries and stuff. I didn't realize how much stuff um, was in the original Clone Wars episodes on Ryloth. That I had forgotten that Cham Syndulla was uh, the Syndulla family was introduced back then, and Blurgs were in there too. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, we don't we don't see Hera in Clone Wars though. No, because uh, that character didn't exist yet. But we did meet her father. I had forgotten when I was watching Rebels that he was ever in Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny the same actor plays him in all three series. It's kind of a pattern with these um, Lucasfilm Star Wars series. Yeah. Well, you would kind of hope so, too. Now, here was it weird for you guys to hear Hera with the accent that she had? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I know, it was really. Van- I know it was Vanessa Marshall, but I'm like, wait, this doesn't sound right. I think they also pitched her voice up a little bit. Yeah, they definitely. did to make her sound younger. If she yeah. did, if she didn't self pitch herself, right? But it's it's the right. accent that threw me off. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It threw me off too. I was like, because yeah, you got to remember when, on Rebels when she when they went back to Ryloth and she's talking to her parents, she slips back into that accent a little bit in it, there. Does she? Yeah. And she also, um, you got to think, everybody's speaking in that accent, so it really didn't throw me off that much. True. 
Although Vicky did ask me, why are they all French now? <laughs> I had to explain to her, no, that's just that's just the way Twi'leks speak in Star Wars. <laughs> With a French accent. <laughs> Pretty much. It's outrageous uh, French accent. <laughs> we're not the French. We're Russian. It just sounds like a French accent. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know what you were just trying to do. <laughs> I wasn't French or Russian. <laughs> I have no clue what I was trying to do either. Hey, um, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> so on Ryloth, Crosshair stands with the Empire in the Capitol building. Um, the citizens uh, seem unhappy with the Imperial presence, and Admiral Rampart lets his disappointment. his disappointment be known to Senator Onfrey Ta, um, Alini Sindula, and her husband, General Cham Sindula. Um, it was cool to see Onfrey Ta still around. Yeah. So Ta, yeah. so Ta still speak, getting rid of him. Ta speaks to the people, asking them to step down from their military posts. But this only makes the crowd angrier. So when Sindula comes forward to reassure them and express his support for the clone army that will remain on the planet, this assures the crowd who responds with cheers. Uh, Rampart tells Eleni that he regrets her daughter cannot attend the ceremony. And she says Hera has other interests, Admiral. Uh, whereas Hera... And her droid, Chopper, which is great seeing Chopper in this. Mm-hmm. You Our, see the voice credits yeah. for that? It's a Chopper as himself. Yeah, I was really expecting it to say um, Filoni, which is mm-hmm. how it changed at the end of Rebels. It went Chopper as himself, and you see it swap to Dave Filoni. Yeah. Uh, so Chopper spying on a, she and Chopper are spying on a mining facility. When nothing looks suspicious, Hera lies down to admire the skies before clone troopers find her. Privately, Gobi Glee, Cham's friend, tells Eleni that clones should not be the ones protecting Ryloth and questions how Cham could support it. By turning over our weapons, he's made us defenseless. I've already reached out to my contact to, re- to acquire more. Uh, suddenly, a clone escort arrives with Hera, clone captain Hauser, which is now why, explains why Hauser's in that bad, bad batch clone set. Yeah. Where we see the Captain Rex with the, uh, with the cloak. Um, Hauser's in that. Um, and then there's the two from, uh, from the Caleb Dune episode from the, from the premiere. Yeah. So it's the the four command the the four officers. Um, it was also cool to see um, with Hauser in here that even though Order sixty six going on, the the clones are not completely one hundred percent with no will of their own anymore. Right, because he can still say, "Wait a minute, I don't like this. I want to try to do it this way." You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a friend of Shams. Says that Hera was found in a restricted area, but lets her off quietly. Uh, Kobe comes forward and acknowledges it was he who sent Hera there. Um, Alini walks Hera back inside, asking her about what she saw. Meanwhile, Sham argues with Gobi. I'm telling you, the Imperials are up to something, Gobi. You just don't want to see it. 
in, a, in his office, the senator tells Rampart that Sham's fighters will always be loyal to him. They all must be dealt with, he says, in turn. Um, then in turn, Rampart says that Todd needs to see this through. Sham speaks with Hera, who gazes upward, dreaming of flying. Hera says she's ready to fly, to fly, but Sham hopes she could live without it. Uh, to continue on, Rampart brings the Sodulas to the refinery. Despite initial promises, it appears to be it appears to be a military facility. When pressed, Rampart says the Empire is dedicated to protecting the interests of Ryloth. Um, the Sindulos argue about the Empire's intentions, with Alini growing more and more suspicious. The steel keeps getting worse all the time. <laughs> the spark has started. Uh, Hera meets up with her uncle in the hangar. Though Hera came to say she's not allowed to join him on, on a planned supply run, Gobi's offer of flying is too good to refuse. She runs aboard, but not before Crosshair hits the vessel with a tracking device. And I'm looking at the one of the things that bothered me with all the shots of their ship. That loading ramp is way too steep for them to be walking the way they were walking. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Gravity's <laughs> not as strong. Wow. Yeah, but Gravity's still. Gravity's not as strong on Ryloth. But still, I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one bothered by that. No, yeah, yeah I was. Like maybe Twilight's have some not- kind of like suction on their feet or something, or magnetic boots. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It was something. My Uh, thought was, who does that ramp? Yeah, so along the way, Gobi offers Hera some pointers. They finally reach their destination, and Gobi reveals that the cargo they're obtaining is weapons. Gobi's contacts, the Bad Batch, have arrived. But I don't think that was his contacts. His contacts, Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Is that working for Sid at this point? Well, the contacts with the weapons is the Bad Batch. Yeah. That's the people he meets, the contact he has to meet to get the weapons. Right, uh, but the deal went the through Sid. Source. The deal went through yeah. Source, yeah. So Gobi had to contact Sid to get the weapons with them being told, you're going to have clones who aren't part of this dropping them off, I'm sure. Um, so Omega welcomes Hera onto the Marauder, showing her the cockpit and various controls. They chat about flying, and Hera promises that one day she'll be a pilot. Soon, Hera and her crew depart. So there's there's definitely symbolism here. So it makes me wonder if we have potentially seen Omega in uh, potentially in Rebels, and just did not know that was Omega because of a, a potential name change. If there is, if it is, Possibly. I think it's a retcon. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because I don't think they had um, this series in mind when they were doing Rebels. No, I'm sure. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Because Bad Batch was in the thoughts when they were doing Rebels. Because it was part of the it was part of the animatics of what was supposed to be season six. Yeah, but even if they had a giant general idea of do, possibly doing a show about those guys, they wouldn't have had it fleshed out enough to know all the details. All right. But we are talking Filoni. Yeah. That's like George Lucas saying he knew exactly what he was going to do with the prequels when he wrote the original trilogy. No, right. he, he, had, he had... He remembered the past differently the longer he got away from it. The only thing he... The only thing he really had fleshed out was four, five, and six. That was it. But the closer he got to doing, um, and after he was done with the prequel, the prequels, 
he actually was talking about how, oh, well, we had all this stuff planned out way ahead of time. Yeah. Mm. Unless he could show me the stuff that was dated and looks properly aged, I wouldn't buy it. I basically, if it was not in the notebook, it wasn't there. Uh, as Gobi yeah, makes his infamous notebook. Yeah. As Gobi makes his descent back on Ryloth, Crosshair delivers a precise hit to one of the engines. Uh, the craft crashes in the ravine, and Rampart, Ta, and a squad of troopers come to greet them. The senator feels that Hera's involvement is enough to implicate Sham, but Rampart isn't so sure. Still, Hera has committed a crime. Uh, how, how's her protest? She's only a child, but Ta orders, orders them all taken away. From the hills, Sham's lieutenants see what's happened and report back. Crosshair and Rampart, however, are aware of the spies. Chopper soon finds the Sedulas informing them that Hera, her uncle, and the entire party has been accused of treason. They move to rendezvous with Sham's lieutenants and decide to take control of the tank, transporting the prisoners. Sham's commander commandeers a speeder bike and makes way toward the tank while Eleni and the others try to eliminate the trooper escort. Uh, that was all pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Link, Link finally gains access to the cockpit of the tank and quickly jams the Empire's comms. Grape or strawberry? Raspberry. Uh, from the cockpit, Link shuts down the tank's lights and brings the transport to a halt. Rampart, with seemingly no other options, decides to surrender. Outside, Hera unites with Yelini. When Ta calls them traitors, Cham steps forward. You threaten my daughter and accuse her of treason. For years, I've watched you put your greed and self-interest above, above Ryloth. You are, you are the one guilty of treason. Sham raises his blaster and points it directly at the senator's chest. Hauser tells Sham to think about what he's doing. Eleni gently calms her husband, who finally lowers his weapon. But Rampart leans over to Ta and says, Thank you for playing your part, Senator, as a blaster's bolt strikes Ta in the head. Of course, in any game with a sniper, you hear him always go, Headshot. Uh, Imperial ships descend, realizing they've been set up. Lady orders Chopper to get Hera to safety. Well, yeah, Cham Sindilla just killed Ornfrey Todd. Didn't you see it? Rampart ship places Cham and Eleni under arrest and orders Hauser to find to find Hera. And that's where the episode ends. And that's where the Bad Batch comes in to help Hera. Yep. Mm. And give her the ghost, and then the rest is history. So uh, from the, that was all from the episode gallery from StarWars.com. Now, the trivia gallery, uh, Ornfrey Ta first appeared in The Phantom Menace. Uh, his design is a little bit different than any other Twilight to appear. Uh, he has four Liku rather than standard two, and only four fingers on each hand. Uh the conflict in this episode comes as a direct result of the Ryloth arc, which was season one, episodes 19, 20, and 21 in the Clone Wars, where we see Shams Sedula and his Twi'lek resistance team up with the Republic clone troopers to stop the Separatist invasion of their home world. Now, while yeah, she's been all about all that, while she's yeah. been mentioned and seen in photos, in artwork and past storytelling, this is the first time we see Eleni Sindula. Um, fans of Rebels are already familiar with Hera and Chopper, so cool. <laughs> I do uh, like the, uh, 
um, because this show has a little bit more texture, a little more detail, they, um, I like the look of Chopper better on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Teenage Hair is still voiced by original voice actor Vanessa Marshall. Unlike her adult incarnation, Tara still has the native Twi'lek accent. So there we go. Uh, the Bad Batch only shows up in this in one scene in this episode, bringing a shipment of weapons from Sid. And then in the Devil's Deal, the Empire uses an old Clone Wars juggernaut to transport tank prisoners. A similar tank appears years later, transporting Jen Erso on the prison world of Wobani and Rogue One. I was trying to remember where I had seen that thing before. Yeah, slight modification to it. Um, well, this is um, is newer to this time than it was then. Yeah, yeah. That's another 15 years, 20 years from after this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's right before New Hope. Yeah. So right at like 20 years. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the episode? Like I said, it was uh, it was a great Hera episode, but it was not a good Bad Batch episode. Yeah. If they want to do this as a special or um, something like that. Um, but I personally would have, would, like I said before, they only have 13 episodes. I'd have rather actually had a Bad Batch episode in here. At 13 episodes, you don't need filler. Right. You're paying your bills. I mean, I understand this is a story like, that um, poverty kind of needed told and it, or that they wanted to tell. But there could have been a better way to possibly do it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. Um, Although, if we do get, like, in the next episode, we get the Bad Batch coming in to help out, then then that might make up for it a little. Well, we have two episodes left, so I would almost predict that um, this is actually going to be a three-episode uh, three arc to finish the season. Because this one obviously leads right into the next one. Are we positive that there's only three episodes two left? episodes left? Wow. Yeah, I believe it was 13 episodes for this season. No, no I, minimum no, is 14. 16. 16? 16. Everything that's come out has been 16. But okay. when we talked about, uh, when I talked, when I was on um, another show last, was it last week? No, 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 no. You were cheating on us? No, I was on. Um, we never got the invite to be on another show. I was on the Escape Pods show because they were talking about poc, uh, how to podcast. Oh, what do you know about that? <laughs> nothing so I don't know why I was there um, but I know you guys were tied up at the time um, literally and figuratively mm-hmm. um, so we were talking about it then if it's not that it was the lightsaber the guys from lightsaber radio as we were talking about an upcoming project for the two shows it was lightsaber radio. I was talking about it with on Monday when we were talking about pre-planning a project between the two shows. And according to Wiki, we got three episodes left. The Wikipedia it says it goes fourteen episodes, so we got twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. We do you, have titles for those show, for those episodes, though. But you go IMDb. It says sixteen. Yeah. So what is it? What are those titles? Well, right now we have Rescue on Ryloth, which we understood. We know that's going to be the next one. Thirteen yep. is called Infested, and then fourteen mm-hmm. is War Mantle. Now, unless unless the thirteen and fourteen are actually our episodes, and that's and they've done like they've done in the past, where it's episode thirteen, fourteen combined, and then the next one's fourteen, fifteen combined, 
which they've done that before too with the one hour episodes. Yeah. That way, if they were re-aired, they could be split into two half hours. That's the only way I can see it. Well, let me bring it up on IMDb and see what information they have on here. Yeah, IMDb says 16 episodes, but let's see. 50, episodes 15 and 16, it doesn't have actual titles or anything. It just has the date placeholders. Yeah. Let's see what Google says. So I, I am so confused now because everything, there's no definite answer out there. I know. That's you think there would be by according now. To Google, well, according to Google, from CNET, it said um, there are 16 episodes. This was, let's see, when was this put out? July 11th of this year, CNET had it listed as 16 episodes. July 11th was three days ago at time of recording. So that's what Google says. Trying to find an official source here. That's the problem, finding an official source. Yeah. There's a, well, there's so far, I've got five or six different sites that are all saying 16. Hmm. Yeah. I thought there was 12 for some reason, or 13 for some reason. No, it's it's been either 15, or it's been either 14 or 16. Wow. Well, oh, wait a minute. I mean, it's not ending soon just yet. Okay. Um, Brad Rao was, is, I guess, one of the producers. He was talking to CNET, and he said there's 16 episodes of season one. Can't confirm any more than that, but we have high hopes. We love the characters. We love telling the stories. So that's actually from the, one of the producers. So that's the best official word. That was reported on May 3rd, so. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how it's doing. I don't know. I don't know, because Disney, Disney Plus does not put out their numbers, as far as I know. Mm, I don't know. They don't need to. I mean, it's all internal for them. Yeah. There's no advertising yeah. on it, so that no one needs to know what their uh, viewership is. Right. Because the advertisers aren't making decisions on whether or not they're going to back something. I believe that's the yeah. whole reason for ratings anyway, we, isn't it? So the advertisers know yep. what show's doing well? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it would just be nice to know if, if the show is, you know, doing well or not doing well. or Right. Yes, this is doing phenomenally awesome. And I would hope that would be true. One can hope. One could hope. So, um, speaking of hope, the gang over at the Mandalorian, they're going to hope they win something because they've been tabbed with 24 Emmy Award nominations. That is amazing. With that many, they better get something. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. awesome. So, here is the full list of nominations. Outstanding Drama I Series. I actually have to watch Emmys this year. Mm-hmm. Outstanding Drama Series. Outstanding Supporting supporting Actor in a Drama Series with uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Ooh, nice. Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth and Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Outstanding directing for a drama series. The Mandalorian, Chapter 9, The Marshal, John Favreau. Nice. Outstanding writing for a drama series. The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi, Dave Filoni. The Mandalorian, Chapter 16, The Rescue, John Favreau. Mm -hmm. Outstanding production design or narrative period for fantasy program, one hour or more. I cry foul on this one. Unless someone wants to look up how long this episode was. The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. 
Andrew L. Jones, production designer. Doug Chang, production designer. David Lazan, art director. Amanda Serino, set director. Uh, you got to remember, the Emmys is about TV shows. An hour-long TV shows, 44 minutes or more. Because usually you insert commercials. Yeah, over with the commercials. Right. All right. And half hours are usually 24 minutes around. Yeah, between 22 to 24 minutes. Outstanding casting for a drama series, Sarah Haley Finn, Sin CSA. Outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, half hour. <laughs> this Wait is why I'm crying. They use single camera? They had more than one camera running. I don't know. Anyway, half hour. Particular episode? The Mandalorian, Chapter 15, The Believer. Matthew Jensen, Director of Photography. Outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, one hour. The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. Baz Iodine. A lot of love for... Um, I, I don't... Donnie, director of photography. Outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes. The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. Shauna Tropic, costume designer. Julie Robarb, costume supervisor. Sarah Fox, assistant costume designer. Like I said, they're getting a lot of love for Ahsoka, basically. Yeah. That was yeah. that episode. The Jedi was the one with Ahsoka in it. Outstanding single camera picture editing for a drama series. The Mandalorian, Chapter 11, The Heiress. Dylan Fershin, editor. Eric Jessen, additional editor. The Mandalorian, Chapter 13, The Jedi. Andrew S. Eisen, editor. Mandalorian, Chapter 15, The Believer. Jeff Sabenek, editor. The Mandalorian, Chapter 15, The Rescue. That's 16. That's the rescue. Adam Gerstel, editor. Outstanding period or co- or character hairstyling. The Mandalorian, chapter 16, The Rescue. Maria Sandoval, department head, hairstylist. Ashley Childers, key hairstylist. Wendy Southard, hairstylist. Outstanding prosthetic makeup. Mandalorian, chapter 13, The Jedi. Brian Sipe. Department head makeup artist, Alexei Dimitru, key makeup artist, Samantha Ward, makeup artist, Scott Stoddard, makeup artist, Pepe Mora, makeup artist, Kyle Thomas, makeup artist, Carlton Coleman, makeup artist, Scott Patton, prosthetic designer. Outstanding music composition for a series, original dramatic score, Ludwig Gorenson for Mandalorian Chapter 16, The Rescue. Outstanding sound. Just have him for just for the series. Yeah, because he did. He's done all the music for the entire both seasons of it. So, and it's all been really good. Mm -hmm. Outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series. One hour. Mandalorian Chapter Thirteen. Matthew Wood, co-supervising sound editor. David Accord. Co-supervising sound editor, sound designer. Richard Quinn, dialogue editor. James Spencer, ADR editor. Benjamin A. Burt, sound effects editor. Sweet. Ben Burt's still doing it. I thought he had retired. Nope. Hmm. How would you guys feel about having Ben Burt on the show? Oh, that would be awesome. Awesome. He's one of the originals. Didn't he do do, um, A New Hope? I remember right. He did everything through I thought. The prequels. That's Star Wars. And after that, he left for you know Pixar what? and did Wall-E. 
I don't know if he's still. He actually may be in here because they used some of his sound effects that he had designed from before. No, it says he was a sound effects editor. I believe he actually worked on it. But I will try and reach out to him because to me, he he's not an idol. He's not a mentor. He's not. Um, he he was the influence of why I got into the business. Yeah, he was an inspiration for me getting into the business, not knowing that this was a business I wanted to get into when I was a kid. Not knowing that this was a job I could get into when I was a kid, but I knew this was the direction I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series, one hour. Mandalorian, chapter 13. Bonnie Wilde, re-recording mixer. Steven Arata, re-recording mixer. Steven Holden, or Sean Holden, production man- production mixer. Christopher Fogel, scoring mixer. Outstanding special visual effects in a season or a movie. The Mandalorian. John Bauer, visual effect. All these are, the the following three are visual effects supervisors or producer. John Bauer, Richard Bluff, Abigail Keller, she's the producer. Hal Hickett, animation supervisor. Roy K. Cancino, special effects supervisor. John Knoll, ILM's visual effects supervisor, Enrico Dam, environmental environments visual supervisor, effects supervisor, John Rosengrant, legacy effects supervisor, Joseph Kasparian, hybrid visual effects supervisor, and then the last two, outstanding stunt coordination, um, Molly's former boss, mm-hmm. Ryan Watson. And outstanding stunt performance, Mandalorian Chapter 16, The Rescue, Latif Crowder. Is that the, um, was that the body double for Luke Skywalker? Possibly. Hmm. I don't know. Let me do a quick search. Find out here in a second. No, he was the stunt double for uh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, okay. Well, one of them. Uh... Ah, okay. Now they see the pit, see the um, what it looks like. Now I recognize him. No, he 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 was stunt double. He was the. If you saw the Mandalorian on screen, you either saw Latif or you saw Pedro, one or the other. Well, no, I believe they had two other stunt doubles, but it was for specific things. Like Latif was the fighter, and there was someone else that did something else, and someone else that did a third thing. Well, Latif was the most one, most of them, because he did the fighting. Yeah, the hand-to-hand stuff. Could be. Could be. So, um, then we have a uh, special episode of Disney Gallery coming on yeah, August. going to be cool on August twenty-fifth. Basically, it's going to talk about season sixteen, the rescue, or yes, season sixteen, episode chapter sixteen. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> um, so it's going to talk about sixteen show, sure. the the making of the season two finale. So yeah, how they decided to do Luke and recreating Luke and working with Mark Hamill to, to create authentic and fitting recreation, um, etc. Uh, this is going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Because they, if you um, watch it, they basically took the technology they used in um, Rogue One. Right? Was it Tarkin? Rogue One was Tarkin, right? 
Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Governor. Governor Tarkin. Added on it, huh? Well, yeah, Governor, Governor Tarkin. But how he went from, added on to it to make the Luke Skywalker. And then somehow in two hours he went from Governor Tarkin to Grand Moff. Well, um, if you read the Tarkin book, Grand Moff is his military title. Governor is actually once you're governor, once you just like um, any of the former <sighs> presidents are still considered president, whatever. Yeah. But um, he was given the title Grand Moff so he could still work with the military, but his actual title was governor. He was governor of the sector. Then, uh, actually, yeah, didn't um, didn't Leia call him governor? Yeah. Does she? So it depends on who's talking to him. Yeah, she, call, she calls him Governor Tarkin. Right. It's one of those that if you're in the civilian government, you knew him as Governor Tarkin. If you're part of the military, you knew him as Grand Moff Tarkin. Right. Both are correct. Well, something else that's kind of correct, Hot Toys. Have you guys seen this? It's a Star Wars Mandalorian yeah. Boba Fett figure with throne. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures now. Now, this, this story is coming to us from uh, comic book or comicbook.com. I do have a slight issue with the story. We'll get to that here in a minute. So it was announced today uh, at recording that it's a one sixteenth scale collectible set of Boba Fett in repaint armor and throne. The standard figure features a detailed Mandalorian helmet and jetpack. A flamethrower effect, a fiber whip, a blaster, a rifle, a display base. Uh, the throne is also included in a special set along with a head sculpt of Timira Morrison as Boba Fett. A special edition of both the standalone figure and the throne set will include a Razor Crest hologram and Boba Fett's starship hologram with that part in parentheses. Yeah. Here's my problem. I was at a Disney resort this past weekend because we're my, my family and Zoe's best friends, families were splitting the cost of a room for the night. Um, basically let the girls have a, a pool to play in and, and just to get away from the house. The Disney toy box, they had one at the gift shop at the resort. It said on it, it, it was a box, Boba Fett and ship. And it said on the box, Boba, uh, Boba Fett, Slave One or Slave One and Boba Fett. Something like that. It that said, have, that, yeah, but that may have been produced before they made the change, before they decided to make the change. Then they must have made that change recent because that didn't come out until like early this year. But remember, we just heard we've just heard about this story within the last two weeks. Yeah, that's why I said the change because it came from Lego first on their big event last week, two weeks ago. Okay, but still, but it had to have come out then, or, or it it had to have been a recent change. Yeah, very recent. Anyway. Uh, price and order details of the Mandalorian Hot Toys releases have not been announced at the time that the story was put out. But later, when the pre-orders went live, Boba Fett himself is $245. Or if you get the set with him wow. and the throne, it's $390. 
That's about right for wow. Hot Toys. You can remember, this is a sideshow action figures. Mm-hmm. So here's a full list of features that can be found. And that's why I don't have any. Exactly. Uh, in this authentic and detailed likeness of Boba Fett in Star Wars The Mandalorian. One meticulously crafted helmet head with articulated range fight, range fighter. No hiccups there, but I do have the hiccups apparently. Uh, specially applied distress effects on armor, weapons, and accessories. Body with over 30 points of articulation. Approximately 30 centimeters tall. Six pieces of interchangeable gloved hands. One pair of fists, one pair of relaxed hands. One pistol holding right hand, one gesture right hand. Uh, the costume. What gesture it's making. Mm-hmm. Wear number one. Wear, no, I don't know. Uh, one Boba Fett's Mandalorian armor and vest with distressed effects. One pair of brownish red gauntlets with weathering effects. One grayish black colored long sleeve shirt. One brown belt with pistol holster. One brown black colored rope belt. One pair of brownish black colored pants, one pair of black colored boots, one yellow knee guard with weathering effects, weapons, one blaster, one rifle, accessories, one jetpack with distressed effects, one flamethrower effect, accessory, attachable to gauntlet, one fiber cord whip. There are a lot of details to this, specifically, mm-hmm. or specially designed figure stand with Star Wars logo and character nameplate. The well, w- back to the costume for a second. The way they describe this, does the can you actually take the armor off? I don't know. It sounds like because they described the armor, then they described his shirt and some of the other things. It's like, can you actually take the armor off of him? Quite possible. Well, why, Ken? Do you want a naked Boba Fett? No, I still am wearing a shirt at least, but... You can get him walking around in just the robe like he like when we saw him first. The armor's not gonna fit you, Ken. It's one sixth scale. Hey, hey, the shrink ray's almost working. <laughs> okay, this could take a really wrong path. So let's move on. <laughs> no. Um the, the one sixth scale cl- throne collectible. Specific, uh, specially features uh, authentic and detailed likeness of the throne in the Mandalorian um, applied multi-layer painting and weathering effects in natural stone texture um, dimensions approximately 34 centimeters long 16 centimeters wide and 20.5 centimeters high special accessories for the collectible edition uh, one newly painted uh, sculpt for Tamara Morrison, a highly accurate facial expression, detailed wrinkles and skin texture. Each piece of head sculpt is specifically, especially hand painted. Uh, bonus one Razor Crest hologram and one Slave One, despite what they say. But it makes me wonder is, are they selling Fennec Shan separate? I believe so. I was wondering that as well. Yeah, yeah, they must be. So, I mean, stuff looks great, but man, pricey. Yeah, pricey. Welcome to Hot Toys. Yep. So, at this point in time, what is y'all's still go-to collectible for for a figure like this? Is it still Hasbro with the uh, Black Series or, or the three and three quarter inch? 
Is it Diamond Toys? For me, because I can't afford the pricier ones, it ended up being probably if I want super articulated stuff, I'll do Black Series. I I'd almost go Diamond Toys because Diamond Toys just a bit more, but you also get just a bit more articulation. Yeah. Well, most of my Black Series stuff stays in the box anyway. Some of it I have out, but not a whole lot. Just because they don't have space re- for the keep the boxes separate and all that. I'm realizing now that, that I haven't really been collecting figures too much lately. I've kind of moved yeah, on I, to, like, ships and stuff. I haven't picked up any Star Wars stuff very much recently. I, for me, it's... I'm hitting... It, I'm now really specializing what I'm collecting. Uh, right now, I'm after the the main crew of the Mandalorian. Um, trying to wrap up the retro set, and then I want to get the same figures in the vintage collection because I have an old Power of the Force Cantina set. And on one side of the bar, I'm doing the retro figures. The other side of the bar, I'm doing the vintage figures, vintage collection figures. And if I have them going, if I have one side going, starting at the bar, Grief, Mando, Child, Kara, Quill, whatever, I'm going to mirror that the opposite direction. But I almost want to set it up too, where a couple of the figures are actually looking at each other. Like, what the hell? And then I have the rest going down the rest of the bar. Um, Wookiees and Chewy, I'm still collecting. Uh, I want to order that pre, I want to pre-order that gaming great nice of the old Republic Wookie from GameStop. Cause I think it's a GameStop exclusive. Can't remember the character's name. Uh, Wookie Kotor. Um, Zalbar. Zalabar. He's coming down in Black Series figure. Gaming great. So I, I would consider that. Um, droids are always a go-to for me. Um, Black Series wise, there's a uh, Jetta patrol stormtrooper that I want to get. Uh, I need to get the at act driver from Rogue One. Um, then I would have at least one of each trooper from Rogue One that's been made into a Black Series figure. Because I don't, I don't think they've done a Death Star gunner in Black Series. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they have. I don't remember. And if he was done, he would have been done as a... Probably under the New Hope waves, but he appeared in the film, so I would have got, I would get him. Um, so yeah, but but I would love to get the troops, and with the shore troopers, I would love to get a couple more regular shore troopers because I've got three of the captains. I wouldn't mind having three three shore troopers, and I've got one now, so I would need two more. I wouldn't mind having another uh, death trooper as well. Whether I get Krennic or not for that or Thrawn, I would love to have at least one of each trooper from Rogue One. Why? I have no clue. And then I've been trying to find, uh, what's it? The Arc Trooper Echo pre, uh, pre-Pad Bad Batch that they came out with from Clone War, the, you know, from the Clone Wars era. And then um, Hawk, the clone pilot, which even though that his group wasn't, called 501st they were a they were a subgroup of the 501st they were the air support for the 501st so that that's kind of where i'm going with my and then of course anything galaxy's edge 
that's kind of where I'm going with my Star Wars collection. And then I'm still slowly working on my uh, three and three quarter inch figure shelf of guests that we've had on any of the shows that I've been a part of. So, because I can't wait to get the off-world Jawa vintage collection figure that comes out September. Because that'll be Molly. Uh, I got to find the armorer for Emily. Uh, I need to find a new Neem Numb. I have a retro Neem Numb. I have an old school Neem Numb that I might just use. I'm just trying to think what other, who else have we had on the show? Oh, uh, I have Tor, Tor Doza for Myrna. I need to get a um, a Phasma for have, Ellen Dubin. Have they put out um, Echo yet? Or not Echo, um, Gecko? No, they have not made a Gecko yet. I would have to find someone who's made a custom. And right now, yeah. those are pretty expensive. I think the last one I saw, the guy was one thirty-five bucks a custom, and they were more retro, and they were more of the retro style, which was cool, but quite a bit, quite pricey. So, so yeah. Um, how about this though? You'll like this one, uh, Derek. Our friends over at Bandai, who we may be seeing more of in the future, over on Weeby Geeks. Um. They had announced a while ago, but today they dropped a new new clue about it. Um, they're doing a Star Wars R2-D2 Tamagotchi. Hmm. Yeah, like I said before the show, I didn't even realize they were still making Tamagotchis. Yeah, they're still making Tamagotchis. They're coming out with a Pac-Man Tamagotchi. So what the Star Wars... I still want- have a Yoda somewhere. Really? They did a Yoda? I don't know if it was actually a Tamagotchi, but it was a, that type of, what you call it, little electronic pet thing. I think it's in a box upstairs somewhere. I'd be curious to know if it was Yoda. If so, shoot a picture of it for me, and I'll shoot it over to our friends over at, at Bandai and go, y'all yeah. remember this? I gotta go through my boxes upstairs in the attic. Um, so basically, they, the first week they introduced... Or the, the first clue about all this or teases uh, said alert an astromech droid is being delivered and needs a trainer. Are you up for the challenge? And it introduces R2-D2 in 8-bit form. Then it said uh, the next one was time for you to be in charge. And it shows where you have to, in order to keep it alive, you have to charge them up. For National Best Friends Day. Nothing in the galaxy could come between R2-D2 and this droid. Who do you think that would be? Chopper. No. Oh, darn it. I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> We're not playing Smuggler's Feud. C-3PO is going to be featured in the Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ships that will be seen in this is a TIE fighter because it's, it's almost I am your father's day. How much does your relationship mean to you? So between the two clues, it's a TIE fighter. Uh, Training your droid has never been this much of a blast. And the picture, they when you click on it, it takes you to a small video where it shows R2-D2 in rocket mode with the rocket jet, with the jet packs or the jet engines on his legs blasting off. And then today dropped at this clue was, I got to see it early because they showed it to those of us who attended a, an event called Sweet Sweet from uh, that's put on by the Toy Insider, our friends over there. Uh, says, on the horizon, a new mini game is. So there's a mini game that you deal with Yoda in. And then there's two more clues coming. 
I just think it's cool. Tom, there's going to be a Star Wars Tamagotchi. Yeah. So uh, the other Tamagotchis coming out uh, that they announced today was there's Tamagotchi Picks, which is the one that comes with a, a camera. And then there's also going to be uh, there's a Hello Kitty. There's the original Tamagotchi. Uh, there's a dry Demon Slayer Tamagotchi, uh, Evangeline Tamagotchi, Pac-Man Tamagotchi, uh, and something else, and a couple others. So it's, it's cool that they're expanding franchises, and if this is a return to Star Wars for them, I think that's great. That's pretty awesome. And apparently they will have a mode where it's like school mode or, or, or something similar. So you don't have to worry about in the middle of school or middle of work trying to feed them and, and have them live, st- stay alive because you couldn't feed them or do whatever because you were at school or at work. So I think they make corrections to that. I'm not positive. I forgot to ask that. So, yeah. Um, and then from Hasbro, their Star Wars reveal at the show today was... Star Wars Galactic Snackin' Grogu. Uh, Grogu, affectionately referred to fans as Baby Yoda, is hungry for forced snacking fun. With a galaxy of features, adorable sounds, fun animated motions, and interactive accessories, um, this toy is ready for action and adventure. Place any of the included entertainment-inspired accessories in his hand and he'll react. Put an accessory in his mouth and he'll make eating sounds and let you know if he thinks it's yummy or yucky. Uh, When he wants to be picked up and held, he'll reach up with both arms. With force activation, he will perform a two-handed force move inspired by scenes from season two. Additional additional features include a series-inspired sound effects, premium soft goods robe, Moving head, ears, arms, and blinking eyes uh, includes figure four interactive accessories and instructions. Four AA batteries not included. Uh, pre-order available for pre-order now at Hasbro Pulse, Amazon, Walmart, Shop Disney, and Target. Cool. And I got to see a small demo. It's actually pretty cool. It's it's a pretty cool thing. So, um. I'm thinking we're getting close to the end of the show. What? You guys have any final thoughts? Uh, I have a quick one. Sure. Because Hasbro also put out this week information on another Black Series figure that's coming. I guess it was um, was revealed at PulseCon 2021 that we've not talked about yet here. Coming this fall, Trapper Wolf is getting the Black Series treatment. So Dave Filoni is getting his own action figure. Yep. We were just saying how we've not bought many figures and stuff. This one here, I may have to pre-order. Yeah. Now we just got to find someone who can make a um, cowboy hat for it. A lot of people are saying just get the Cad Bane and put that hat on Filoni, on Trapper. Yeah. (laughs) They'll do the job. So, Derek, any uh, final thoughts from you? Nope. Nope. Well, then, on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed.
released information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid.